Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today. What does that mean? That means we're not talking about any particular topic, but uh, what you want to talk about. If you have a general health question for Dr. David Hillen about you or someone you care about, call us or text us. It's the same number. 651-989-9226. Good morning to you, Dr. Hilden. Good morning, Danny, and good morning to everybody. Do you have a good week, a busy week, I presume? Yeah, it has been a busy week. Uh, we're, uh, we're getting into the fall season at work, and, uh, and it, it feels a little bit good to be talking about some things at work that aren't just the coronavirus, although that's still a big deal, obviously. <laughs> but we're, we're talking about other things. We're talking about flu, and it's allergy season, and we're talking about getting people back to school and their school physicals. We're talking about uh, uh, next year and how we're going to recover from this thing and what's our clinic system going to look like. So we have a lot on our minds. It's been a good week. I'm going to be... Uh visiting one of uh, Hennepin Healthcare's clinics uh, to get my flu shot. Uh, what have you heard about supplies? Have you heard anything, uh, positive or negative? It's mostly, well, it's all positive, I Good. think, on the flu shot situation. As far as availability. Uh, as far as availability. And, and, and in general on the flu, it's, um, I'm kind of optimistic about the flu this year, um, ironically, since we're in the middle of a pandemic. But on the availability I don't think there's any shortages that I, at least not that I have heard of. Good. And we have, we've got them now. Places have their flu shots now, and all of our clinics are stocked. I know others around the, the metro and around the region, uh, greater Minnesota, and, and I assume further out than that, uh, everybody's got their flu shots. The other good news ab- about flu this year is that we sort of go as the Southern Hemisphere goes. As we know, they're just finishing up their winter in places like Australia. And they had a mild flu season. And and flu tends to migrate around the world, just like the weather. You know, it kind of comes in patterns. And if it was so light in Australia, we're hopeful that it'll also be light in the Northern Hemisphere. And if that's the case, that's about the best news we could have oh, because yeah. we don't want people getting both things. I should say. That's good. Uh, again, 651-989-9226. It's an open line show, so call in your text, call in or text with the same number. i tell you what, Dr. Hilden, I know we want other things to talk about, but Marsha in St. Paul is calling in first up uh, this morning. Let's see what Marsha has to ask. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. Got a question about vaccinations. I can only have blood pressures or shots in one arm, and I've got a physical coming up soon. Can I get my second shingle shot and my flu shot at the same time in the same arm? 
Yes. Uh, the short, that's a great question, Marsha, because people often have to get many shots. And the only problem with your arm is the soreness factor. And since your other arm isn't available for doing that, and, and for listeners, there's a variety of reasons why people can't have a, have things done in one of their arms. Um, and so you can do that. Uh, there are some vaccines that they don't want you to have at the same time. That would be things like, uh, oh, there's two different kinds of pneumonia shots, for instance, the Prevnar and the Pneumovax. They're, they're not supposed to be given at the same time. But that's the exception. The vast majority can be at the same time. So yes, you can get them the same time. Can you get them in the same arm? I think so. I think you can do that as well. Uh, you'll, you'll have a little sore arm and the shingle shot particularly leads to a little bit of soreness and even a day or two of not feeling so hot. Yeah, as you maybe experienced the first time. But you should be okay. They won't use the exact same place on your arm. They'll move over an inch and get a different part of your deltoid muscle. So I would go ahead with that, Marcia. It's a good question, but I think you're in the clear. Very good. Thanks, Marcia. 651-989-9226. That's the phone number. It's clear. Or uh, you can send a text if that is easier as well. And we'll uh, don't wait because, as Dr. Hilda knows, uh, if we wait a little bit too long, uh, we run out of time. We won't get to answer all of your questions. So call it in or uh, text it in. Uh, anything else going on this week at uh, at the hospital? Well, we're we're also talking a little bit about um, uh, school safety and getting back to work safety, uh, mostly around the coronavirus. As as people might be aware, there's a virus going around. There's something going around. Uh, there really is. And so we are really encouraging people to get back to your routine health care. The era where you had to stay home and never look at the outside of the, your house, is that was last spring. We are back now to um, fully open clinics and fully open procedures. And the main reason is not because is because we want to fill up our clinics, although um, we, the main reason is that, that people's preventive health care um, is, is not gonna be, hasn't been addressed for the last six months. Things like your dentist, you should be seeing your dentist. Um, other things like getting kids back to school uh, without your vaccines, that is of particular concern to um, all of us. Vaccines for childhood diseases are highly effective, but they are effective because of enough people getting them. And if kids are going back to school without them, that could be a side effect of this whole thing. So we're really hoping um, parents get your kids in for their routine health care. And, and then for adults with chronic illnesses, things especially like diabetes and heart disease, uh, uh, high blood pressure, if you don't get these things followed up, they they can get worse without you knowing it. And uh, especially things like diabetes and heart disease, those require follow-up. There are things that other things that maybe don't. If your asthma is doing okay and you have enough of your inhalers, maybe you don't have to um, be quite as concerned. But there are other illnesses that require frequent follow-up. And so we're really encouraging people to get back into their doctors. The, our clinics are doing something that I'm almost positive everybody's doing around the whole country, really, and they are making sure that, that the place is as safe as possible for you. They have screeners at the door. They're cleaning the places um, in the clinics 
uh, frequently. They're making sure people do social distancing. They're limiting the number of visitors. So it's safe to get back to your clinic, and we're really encouraging people to do that. All right, very good. Uh, Let's take a quick break here, Doctor, and when we come back, we'll pick up on uh, phone calls and text messages. It's an open line show today on Healthy Matters. If you have a general health question, call it in right now or send a text like some folks are doing. That number is the same, 651-989-9226. 54 degrees in the Twin Cities, a breezy day. We'll have a look at that forecast, too, coming up in a matter of minutes here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good Sunday morning to you. Welcome back to this portion of Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today. That means you drive the show with your questions either by phone or by text, and that one number will get you in, uh, 651 989 Here again is Dr. Hilden, and I know we're getting a bunch of text messages already, Doctor. Indeed we are. Good morning, everybody. I uh, hope you're having a good uh, fall day today. Um, let's go to the text line, shall we? Sure. All right. Uh, here is the first one that came in at the top of the show. It says, we hear about COVID being spread by asymptomatic people, but is influenza also spread by asymptomatic people? Hey, that's a really good question. And, and the answer is not as much. Uh, influenza has doesn't have the asymptomatic uh prevalence then as does COVID. I'm not saying that people without flu don't can't trans or don't have symptoms with flu can transmit it, but it's far less likely. Because the influenza has a fairly common course. It's very rapid onset of fever and cough and you feel like crud. And so you really know it when you have the flu. And so uh uh you pass it to others very easily when you know you have it. It is possible for influenza to be passed to others before you get symptoms. In other words, you know, you got, if I get flu right now, but I don't have a symptom until dinner time tonight, I could be passing it on. I'm what we call pre-symptomatic. In other words, I'm about to get symptoms in the very near future. I just don't have them yet. That is a possibility with influenza. The asymptomatic carrier of flu uh, is is a different story, though. It it is just dramatically higher in COVID, where people can go around and have this thing and not really know it for days and days. That is what's unusual for this thing. Another text is this. It's about um, the flu shot. It says, I'm 82 years old, and my pharmacy is out of the high-strength flu vaccine. Should I wait maybe a few weeks or get a lower-dose shot now? What this texter is talking about is that in older adults, generally those over age 65, it is recommended that if you can get your hands on the higher dose flu vaccine that you do so because your immune system needs an extra little push um, in order for it to be effective. And our, our, our traditional response to this is that get any flu shot, even if you're older, even if it's not the higher dose one, if that's all you can find. And so if you truly can wait a couple weeks and get the higher dose one, you have a reliable source of that, I would do so. I would wait a couple of weeks. I would not wait much longer, though. I wouldn't wait till the end of November or December um, to get the higher dose one. Uh, there's another text asking at my healthcare system, do we have the extra strength shot for seniors? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, we are providing the um, the dose for seniors as well. What is so that I called, guess that's a, doctor? That 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 particular four it, level one. I can't remember. The, the four level one's called the quadrivalent oh, one. Yes. 
Yeah. We're offering the two at Hennepin this year. We're offering the quadrivalent, which means quad, four. Um, there are four strains in the flu vaccine that, that um, are included in it, four that you can be protected against. You know, there's many, many strains of flu. You've heard of some of them, H1N1, H2N3. They're all these scientific-sounding names. There's four. So the two shots being offered by most places are the quadrivalent, the regular dose, four strain shot, and the boosted version for older adults, where most places aren't offering the trivalent one, which is where there were only three strains in it. You might still find those. And the, the advice still holds. If you can only get what you can get, take any of them that you can get. And if you can wait a couple of weeks, I guess that's okay. All right. 651-989-9226. You want to call in your question for Dr. Hilden, do so, same number, or send a text. And we have a bunch of those. 651-989-9226. You want to grab another one? I certainly would. There's a lot of text. You know, it cracks me up because I'm reading the text lines from listeners, and and everybody's such good texters. There's very few uh, typos in this. How do you do this with your thumbs? It's it's true. (laughs) Here's one that says, my mom is 92. Very good health physically and mentally. She usually goes to Florida for the winter, but her doctor told her this year to maybe stay in Minnesota because our hospitals are better if she were to get the influenza. Boy, that's a hard one for me to say. You know, I don't want to uh, uh, demonize a whole state of Florida for bad hospitals. I don't think that's a fair statement at all. There are good hospitals everywhere in our country. I have some colleagues in in uh, Florida and um, in Alabama and Texas and in the South. I have colleagues in California and Washington and all, in New- all over the country. And I am convinced that there are great doctors everywhere. That being said, um, we are blessed in the state of Minnesota to have among the, the best health care system in the country. Uh, uh, if you can access it, I, we do have some disparities of who can access it, but the hospitals here are amazingly good, including the one where I work, and that is something that we shouldn't take for granted. Whether your mom goes to Florida or not, I guess, is a very personal decision. If she is in a place in Florida um, with, uh, that's reasonably close to access to health care, uh, I don't. I wouldn't be so worried about that. I would worry more about if she were living um, in uh, some inland place in Florida or far away from any of the metro areas. Then I might be a little bit more worried. But I don't think I would worry too much about the overall statement that healthcare is better in this state than, uh, than in Florida. I think I wouldn't do that. I, I would do what she, what she feels best for her life, what's going to bring her the most joy. And if being in Florida brings her more joy, I think that that's what I would do. Um, I'm very partial to Minnesota, but if going to Florida is something that you're into, I think um, I would probably recommend doing it. Let's uh, go back to the phones, doctor. I think Judy is calling from Maplewood this morning with a question. Judy, you're on CCO with the doctor. Good morning. Um, we were at a pharmacy, and they did not have the vaccine we wanted, the senior dose, so we uh, waited a few days. They still didn't get it, and we just went to a different pharmacy, and I guess it's just a matter of calling around, and uh, it's out there. Right. That's a good point, Judy. Um, you know, you don't have to – you're not wedded to the same place. Um, uh, you don't have to, have to, have to go to this pharmacy or this clinic or you know you can wherever you can get it heck we're doing drive through flu shots at the state fair um our hospital is not even though the state fair isn't there we're doing drive throughs on the fairgrounds so it 
if you can look around and find the higher dose one as a senior and just go to a different pharmacy a couple of miles away, I would do so. It is, it's a supply and demand thing. They get you know, 500 doses shipped in and they used them up and their next shipment doesn't come till next Tuesday. And so they don't have one today, but they'll have one next week. I think that's really good advice that Judy gives. Very good. 651-989-9226. I know my son Tony got his flu shot at a drugstore yesterday and said it was quite busy. I heard the pharmacist saying they're, uh, they're giving flu shots uh, quite often just in that short period of time. So folks That's are, a great sign. It That's is. That's a great it really sign. Is. Yeah. I I'm I'm optimistic that we're going to get through this flu season It's going to be a, a, a no, not a nothing burger because but but it's I'm optimistic that it might not be as big a deal. The other thing is that everything we're doing for COVID happens to be good for preventing flu too. All this mask wearing, you're not going to get influenza very easily if you are even next to somebody with a mask on. Uh even if they have flu the masks are going to be highly effective at uh, preventing flu. That's good. All right, let's uh, do this. Let's take our bottom of the hour break. We'll have a look at the forecast. We have about another half hour of the show to go, so don't wait. We're getting a lot of text messages, and if uh, that's easier than calling, fine, 651-989-9226. It's an open-line show this Sunday morning here on Healthy Matters on News Talk 830 WCCO. And welcome back to Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today. That means your phone calls and text messages the rest of the way. Uh, we have a line open if you want to call it in or just send a text. Same number, 651-989-9226. Uh, did you want to say anything, Dr. Hilden, before we get back to the calls and texts? Well, there's just one text, uh, Denny, that sure. is related to a previous one. It's about getting the shots at the same time. And so I just want to close out sure. that topic. Another text says, how close together can you get the flu, shingrix, and pneumonia shots? The previous caller had asked about the 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 shingle shot and the flu. Can you get those together? And the answer is yes. But now this question is, can you add the pneumonia shot to that? And the answer still is yes. You can get your shingle shot, your flu shot, and your pneumonia shot at the same visit. The only shots on pneumonia that you can't get at the same time are the two different pneumonia shots. You can't get two pneumonia shots at the same time. But you can get flu, pneumonia, and shingles all together. So I just want to clarify that one. Very good. And we, why don't we go to the phones? Let's do that. I think Barb is first up here calling from Anoka. Barb, you're on with Dr. Hilden. Yes. Um, the first time that I got the uh, high-dose flu shot, I ended up getting lumps under my arms, in my armpits. And does that mean that I should get the high-dose the next time? I think you should, Barb. Um, thank you for your question. Your body, when you're getting any vaccine, has what we're doing is giving it a little challenge, and if and the high dose vaccine simply gives it a little more of a challenge. So because the 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 immune system in an older adult isn't quite as robust as it was maybe when you were 25, and so what your body is doing there is reacting. Those bumps in your arm are, are lymph nodes, which are part of your immune system. If, so I don't think there's any problem with getting another high-dose flu shot. It was ju- those bumps are just evidence that your immune system heard the call, and they, they answered the call. They just did so quite uh, uh, aggressively. Now, I would tell you, if you get a high fever or you feel ill or those bumps don't go away in a few days, 
then you should you should be seen for that because it might be something else uh, that might, might not even be related to the flu shot. But um, I think you're okay. All right. Very good. Uh, again, 651-989-9226. Gary is calling in from St. Louis Park uh, this morning. Gary, you're on CCO with Dr. Hilden. Hi. Good morning, Denny. Good morning, Dr. Hilden. Um, Dr. Hilden, I have a, a question. I, I A couple of times a week, I'm in a location where... I am wearing a mask, but the same people that are there do not wear masks. Now, we're six feet distant, but we're in that same location for about 45 minutes to an hour. Should I be concerned about that? Gary, is it inside? It is inside. Yeah, thank you for your call and for uh, listening to the show. If the, the, the definition of a close contact with COVID is within six feet of somebody for 15 minutes. So um, if you are next to somebody close by for 15 minutes, that's a definite contact. Now, what you said is that you're six feet apart and um, you might have the more than 15 minutes, but you are six feet apart. So the risk does go down the farther apart you are. Um, That being said, 45 minutes in an indoor location uh, with non-masked people is a higher risk than would if they were to be wearing masks. And to remind people, the mask does relatively little to protect yourself. The mask does a lot to protect the people around you. So Gary, if you're wearing a mask, you are doing your part to protect those around you. Those who are choosing not to wear a mask have chosen not to protect those around them. Uh, for whatever reasons. So if you can get them to wear a mask, I would. If that is possible, sometimes it's not, but if it's possible, I would. And I would just do your very best to get as much ventilation in whatever that place is, open windows, get fans, something. Um, I would minimize the time. I would be outside if you could. And uh, if any of them develop symptoms, they for really shouldn't be there. Uh, and you should go get tested in that case. It's It's... I would call it a moderate risk situation, not the highest risk because you're far apart, but not the lowest risk because they're unmasked and you're indoors. All right. We have a lot of text messages, 651-989-9226. If you want to uh, call in your question and uh, chat with uh, Dr. Hilden, maybe we better grab a couple of text messages while we can. Let's do that. Here's one that says, I'm a type 1 diabetic and I'm younger at age 29. Should I go for the stronger strength flu shot? That's from Jake in Painesville. Thanks, Jake. And there is no recommendation that uh, people who are living with diabetes need the higher, higher flu shot. It won't hurt you, but I don't think you have to go. I don't think you have to seek it out. Uh, your immune system, although not right because you do have type 1 diabetes, it's not completely normal. It is probably not... Um, Uh, that compelling a reason for you to get the higher dose. Here's one that says, I was just at a huge outdoor wedding in Colorado. Some wore masks. The dinner was inside with a dance. Should I get tested for COVID? Well, there's more to the text, but my answer to that is yes, you should. When do symptoms start showing up? It was almost a week ago. I have no symptoms. Symptoms usually show up around four, five, six, seven days. That's, in fact... We don't even ask people to really um, uh, do much or even get tested until four, five, six, seven days, about a week, because it, it's just, um, that's roughly what it takes. So I would suggest this person who was at an outdoor wedding in Colorado, but an indoor dinner and a dance, 
that makes me shudder, to be honest. Um, I would get a test, and I would do so right right about now, um, uh, because that is the exact kind of event where things spread. That's the super spreader type events. Indoor dinners with dancing would be a high-risk event. The wedding itself outdoors where people are sitting quietly is relatively low risk. It's that inside dinner with a dance that um, makes that a, a relatively high risk thing. I would get tested. All right. Let's go back to the phones. I think Adeline's calling in from Chanhassen this morning. Adeline, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning. My sister complains about dry mouth. Is there anything you can do to increase saliva? Great question. There are some medications, but not too many people find them um, uh, all that effective. What we do tell people is, first of all, make sure the dry mouth isn't part of a larger syndrome. There are things called like Sjogren's disease. Uh, that is a rheumatologic condition of which dry mouth is one of the issues. It's only one of the issues, but it's, it's a big one. People get dry mouth and dry eyes. There are other conditions um, that uh, especially a rheumatologist or an ENT doctor could help with. Because if it's an underlying condition, there are treatments that might help. But that's only the minority of people. The, the, most people with dry mouth just simply are having, uh, it's just kind of a condition. They're not making as much uh, saliva as they used to. And, and for those folks, you can try um, hard candies. You can try um, just, uh, there are artificial saliva products. You can drink a lot of water. You can suck on ice chips. Things like that might be helpful. The last thing I should say about that is um, you can have a blocked salivary duct. Those are relatively common. They're called sialoliths. Sialo, I don't know what sialo means. must mean salivary duct. But lith means stone. Um, and so you can get little teeny big grains of sand or larger stones stuck in your salivary ducts, you know, from your cheeks into your mouth. And those can be taken care of by an ENT doctor. So make sure it isn't that. Make sure it isn't an underlying condition. And beyond that, it's just topical things um, to keep your mouth uh, more wet, I guess. All right. Let's go back to the phones, Dr. Hilden. I think Barbara is calling in from St. Paul this morning. Thanks for waiting, Barbara. What is your question for the doctor? Uh, I would like to him to address the question, is a face shield as acceptable as a face mask in a uh, settings inside, such as volunteering for voting? We have, a Good we have a person who says she can't breathe with a face mask, and we have lots of people coming in, and they are complaining that she doesn't wear a face mask. Yeah, uh, first of all, I applaud people who are working at the voting booths. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that you're doing that. That being said, the face shield is not a good substitute for a full mask or covering. At the hospital, we wear face shields um, when we're seeing co well when we're seeing every patient because there is some suggestion that that COVID can pass through your eyes, and um, it also just kind of keeps the biggest drops away from your face but they simply do not prevent the spread of COVID. And so if someone cannot wear a regular face mask, I hate to say this, but I would suggest that's maybe not the best place for them to be. Uh, see, if, um, they shouldn't probably be in an indoor setting with other uh, election volunteers only wearing a face mask. I, I think um, I would be firm on that. 
Um, I, I think the safety of the voting places, the the comfort level of all of the other volunteers, and um, frankly, just in order to prevent it from becoming a spreading event, I would ask that volunteer to um, consider um, well to not to not be working. the The issue about can you wear a face mask? There are a couple groups of folks that for whom it's hard, but they're very small. Those groups are, to my knowledge, those are with really bad heart or lung disease. And I'm talking really bad, not just your average asthma. In fact, people with asthma would be wise to wear a face mask. People with other lung diseases would be wise to wear a face mask. But but if you have severe, severe heart or lung disease, it might be hard. And the second, there is a very small group of people with severe claustrophobia or anxiety problems for um and those folks maybe can't wear a mask. Everybody else should mask up. All right, very good. Before we break, let's grab another call from uh, Julie in Minneapolis. Julie, uh, thanks for calling. What is your question for Dr. Hilden? Yes, I want to know why your uh, left leg is swollen more than your right sometimes, and that's all. Julie, before you leave the call, did it happen suddenly, or is it gradual? Um... When I wake up in the morning. Okay. Um, Because anything, whenever something is asymmetrical on your body, we, we, that's different. And the first thing I think of is a blood clot. An asymmetrical, one leg and not the other swollen, you could have a blocked um, vein. And the, the main thing that gets blocked is by a blood clot. So I would have that looked at. If it's been around for 20 years, then it's obviously less important than if it's been around a week. Blood clots form um, not instantaneously, um, but they don't. But if you've had it for years and years, don't worry about it. But if you're waking up with a blood clot um, or a swollen leg, I would have that looked at. It's easy. They do an ultrasound, and it's non-invasive. I would do that. There are other causes for um, just one leg swelling, but that's the one I want you to mostly know about. You could have um, uh, other fluid retention. You could have bad veins that are due to something other than a blood clot. You could have an infection in there. Heck, it could be something like a gout or some kind of arthritis problem. So whenever it's one side like that, it's not usually an organ like your heart or your liver or your kidneys that's causing the problem. It's usually something more local like a blood clot. So I would have you. I would have that looked at, Julie. Um, and if you get very rapid shortness of breath, a whole new symptom, then I would, then it's for sure. You go in immediately to have that looked at because blood clots can migrate to the lungs. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to freak you out or anything, but I think that's worth looking into in the relatively short term. All right. Let's take a quick break here, doctor, and I'll be right back. I know we have a lot more text messages to, to field as well. Here on Healthy Matters and News Talk 830, WCCO, stay with us. And welcome back to the remaining moments of Healthy Matters. It's an open line show this uh, Sunday morning. And uh, answering your questions, of course, is your host, Dr. David Hilden. We have a few minutes left to maybe, Dr. Field, a couple more uh, text messages. All right. I'll try to answer briefly on these to get to a few of them. Here's a text that says, good morning. I have a really bad case of poison ivy. I did get a prescription topical steroid from my PA, but a couple questions. Any dressings that you would recommend under shirts? And can the outbreak be spread from taking a shower, sharing towels, etc.? Poison ivy is a, a hypersensitivity of reaction to the oils in the plant. So as long as the oils are off of your body, it can't be passed with towels and things. Um, in other words, two, three, four days after. Um, but the, 
it, so it's the oil in the plant that can pass on, and that can pass from towels. What I would do is put a topical steroid in a loose dressing over it, a gauze-like dressing. You just don't want anything that sticks to it. And so, and put that under your shirt, and it should get better in a few days. So a loose, a loose dressing or one of those 4 by 4 gauzes you can buy at your drugstore should be fine. And after a few days, you can't pass it too much from towels. Here's a question that said, should someone with scleroderma totally isolate from COVID? Scleroderma is a condition, a rheumatologic condition. I don't have enough expertise to say what the risks are with COVID. I don't know if anybody does. But I would say that that person should take all the same precautions that everybody else does and try to avoid uh, COVID. Here's one that says, why does COVID testing results vary so much? Some areas take five to seven days. Others have the same day. It's because not all labs do their own testing. Some of them, um, are, your clinic almost certainly sends it out to another lab, and it depends on the lab. At Hennepin Healthcare, where I work, we're one of the, I would call, premier testing centers in the state of Minnesota. We do all of ours in-house. So if you get a test by 9 a.m., chances are you're going to know later that day. We do it all in-house. Other clinics send it to labs, what are called reference labs, and they're around the whole country. Your COVID test maybe got sent to Cleveland or California. You don't know. And so that's why there can be a backlog. So you might ask your clinic, what's your current turnaround time? The longer it is, the less helpful the test is. Let's see. Here's a text that uh, says, what would make my head feel like it has water in it? It's usually an inner ear blockage of some kind. Um, you might have a little ear infection. You might just have a little fluid behind the ear. Um, it's going to slosh around in there because uh, your eustachian tubes are plugged or something. It might be allergies. It might be a cold. Um, if it doesn't get better or if your hearing is affected, I would um, be seen by your doctor. Uh, I think we have time for one or two sure. more, maybe. Here's that says, please address the relationship of Parkinson's disease and cardiac disease. That's a complicated one that I won't be able to do in a short time, but it is known that people with Parkinson's disease have a much higher risk of heart disease. Uh, it is probably because your Parkinson's is a neurologic problem, and uh, the functioning, the neurologic functioning of your heart might be dysregulated. That is well beyond my area of expertise, but only I can just say that, yes, indeed, Parkinson's does lead to higher um, heart problems, and make sure you're seeing a Parkinson's specialist. Let's see. Uh, we are 70 years old in good health. We received our senior flu shots on September 1st. Is it okay if we get a booster in a few months? Yes, it's okay, but probably not necessary. Um, here's one that says, wondering what what is considered an older adult. I'm 61. Be careful. Oh, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> Be careful. Age, age is, is all relative. I know some awfully young 91-year-olds. So uh, I love that text. Um, let's see. Uh, how about... Um, Here's a couple that are saying thank you for the show. I always appreciate listeners who call in, and uh, I need to know that someone's listening on the other end of these microphones that Denny and I talk into. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate listeners who call in. I appreciate your text. So thank you for those who are sending um, positive words. Boy, we're almost out of time, aren't we? And now we're almost out of time. I'm sorry if I didn't get to the rest of yours. Hey, I want to alert people. My blog site is associated with show is called myhealthymatters.org. I was recently involved in an arts and medicine project that did air on some local TV stations, and it's also streaming online. I encourage you to take a break from COVID and watch some beautiful art. It's um, free. It's streaming online. Go to myhealthymatters.org, myhealthymatters.org, and you will be inspired. I guarantee it, myhealthymatters.org. 
All right, very good. And quickly, if you need a primary care doc, what's the number? The number is 612-873-MY-MD, 873-MY-MD. Let's do this again next week. Thanks, Dr. Hilden. Absolutely. And stay tuned next for your money here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 